my name is Lisa, and I have the privilege of being a part of the teaching team. Little side note here, I do not have any slides. Um, if you have seen me preach here before, you'll know that last time God said, no safety net, it's just me and you. So we're doing that again today. Uh, before we get started, though, I wanted to share a story that I thought was kind of interesting. I was called to become a pastor about five or six years ago now, and uh, I told God, okay, yeah, I like to teach adults. I can do some teaching, but I'm not ever going to get up on the stage, and I'm certainly never going to preach on Sunday mornings. And uh, he laughed, and he goes, okay, if that's what you say. So if you ever want to tell God a joke, just tell him what you're not going to do, right? Just tell him what you're not going to do is, and then guess what's going to happen? But something that helped me a couple years ago was learning that preacher just means sharing good news. I just get to come up and talk about Jesus. And guess what? If you believe in Jesus and you have read some of what the things he's had to tell us, one of them is go out in all the world and tell the good news. So guess what, fam? Y'all are preachers, too. So I know one of you is going to say it, but I'm not getting up there. And guess who's going to be up here soon? <laughs> I heard that, and so did Jesus. I heard that, and so did Jesus. Anyway, that has nothing to do with what we're talking about today, but I just want to welcome you here at Unison, and uh, just want to share with you the final part of our Hidden Treasures series, where we are looking at passages in Scripture to find some things that we may not normally catch. Um, today's lesson is called Seeing the Small, and we're going to be hanging out in Luke 19, so feel free to get out your Bibles or your phones. I like that I have mine in my back pocket. And this is a story that you have likely heard before. You might even know a song about it. Uh, if you turn to Luke 19, you'll see the chapter title is Jesus and Zacchaeus. So I'm not going to sing, I'll spare you all the song, but you know, Zacchaeus was a wee little man. Little wee little man was he. So was this person that wrote the song Scottish? Like, that's what I want to know. <laughs> so we know, we know the story of Zacchaeus uh, from Sunday school, but there's some small details in here that we may not know that we're going to pay close attention to today that Jesus wants to share with us. So before I start... Let's just pray real quick a second. Heavenly Father, I just thank you for this opportunity to be together as a family. Uh, I just thank you for the gifts that you've given each and every one of us. And I just thank you that you have blessed us to find you even in the small things, even in the chaos, we can still see you and feel your presence here with us. In your name we pray, amen. So Jesus is passing through Jericho. He's on his way to Jerusalem, just to set you up here. And he's walking through crowds and crowds of people. And there's this little guy, short little guy named Zacchaeus. And the Bible tells us right out of the gate, he was a chief tax collector and was rich. So think of the person that you don't want to have show up at your doorstep. Probably an IRS auditor, no offense. Y'all are necessary and we love you. But if you see an IRS auditor coming your way, you're probably like, mm, no. Mm -mm. 
So Zacchaeus is like not just an IRS auditor, but the big boss at the end of the highest level of the video game. He is the big baddie that you are like, if that dude comes near me, I am in some serious trouble. So you can imagine that with his position in town, he was not well liked. And being the short person that he was, he probably also had something to prove. But he was there seeking to see who Jesus was. Verse 3, he'd probably heard of him, more than likely knew who this guy was coming through. But he couldn't see because of the crowds, right? So what does he do? He runs on ahead and climbs up into a sycamore tree because he knows Jesus is coming that way. So Jesus comes to the place and looks up. I can't even imagine that. Just like walking by, there's all these people, and looks up and like, that's not a squirrel. (laughs) I'm sorry, what? And he says, Zacchaeus, hurry and come down, for I must stay at your house today. Something interesting here is that Zacchaeus, his Hebrew name is Zacchae, and actually means innocent. And this matters to us because as Zacchaeus comes down from the tree and is so excited to have Jesus come over, everyone around him goes, what? That dude? Like the worst of the worst? You want to go and sit at his table and be his guest of honor? He is a sinner. He is terrible. And isn't it like Jesus to look for those and notice those who are seeking him, right? He saw Zacchaeus in the tree, and he did not keep walking. But how many of us do? How many of us see somebody in a tree and just keep walking, and we think, that's not somebody I want to associate myself with, or that takes more than I have the ability to handle right now, or just don't even notice them at all, like just based on where I'm going, there's crowds of people, everyone's out here trying to get my attention. I don't see that person. And not only does Jesus see him, but says to him, I get to come to your house. And the importance here is that they are to share a meal together. And one thing we don't think about with God is that he is our great feeder. If you think about how he first attaches himself and connects to Adam and Eve, it is through food, right? That's why that first commandment is so important. This is the one thing you shall not eat, right? So Jesus, time and time again, knows the significance of meals is not just to be physically fed, but to develop relationship with, to connect with someone. So he tells Zacchaeus, I'm coming to your house. And Zacchaeus was like, this is amazing. And everyone else is like, you're crazy. And Zacchaeus takes him home. I'm sure Larry's out a feast, has everything ready. And it doesn't tell us, scripture doesn't say, you know, then Jesus said to Zacchaeus, okay, dude, so listen, like what you're doing is wrong. You know that you're going around collecting money from people and you, you know, he doesn't, it doesn't tell us that Jesus gave him a scripture 
or a sermon or something that he needed to, to hear because odds are good that he already knew that. He probably already knew that story. And Jesus had just met with a young rich ruler in the previous chapter, remember, who said he was living out all the laws, doing everything he would do, but he could not give away his wealth. So Zacchaeus had likely heard that story. And he says, Lord my God, half of my goods I give now to the poor. And if I have defrauded anyone of anything, I will restore it fourfold. Jesus' presence, his loving presence, brought Zacchaeus to conviction. And not only was Zacchaeus so convicted, but the Torah had traditionally told people that if you take something from someone, you give it back plus 20%. And for thieves, if somebody just had was constantly stealing, it was double. If it was livestock, if it was somebody that was out there rustling up and stealing livestock, that was to be repaid four times over. So Zacchaeus, knowing the Torah, said, not only have I known that what I did was wrong, but I am going to put myself in the worst category of sinner. I'm going to restore this four times what I should. He was convicted with what Jesus had had been doing over and around and in his community, and he had this change of heart being in his presence and sharing a meal with him. And then Jesus says to him, today salvation has come to this house since he is also a son of Abraham. For the son of man came to seek and to save the lost. Also important to know, the word salvation there is actually Jesus' given name, Yeshua. So he is saying literally, I have come to your house, and I am salvation. So he is telling everyone who is present, I am here, and I am your salvation. Because the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. And that, I feel, is the small things that we may be missing are in seeing our Zacchaeuses and noticing who those people are and participating in relationship with them. And it doesn't always have to be as big as inviting them to your house for dinner or having a meal, but it can be simply that I see you and I know that there's something going on and I'm here with you in that and I'm glad to be with you. And I also think, too, that Jesus restored Zacchaeus' true identity, right? Zacchae meaning innocent. This man had been walking around using his position to do the opposite of his intended purpose. He was walking around and taking from those he was supposed to be looking out for. And so Jesus telling him, I want to be with you, and I have come to save you, is also saying, I have restored you to who you really are and who I know you to be. And that is also how we see each other in the small. Asking for God's wisdom to show me how he sees my brother and sister 
when I can't see them clearly, when I think that they're doing the wrong thing, when I think that they're whatever it is that they're doing, God, what do you think about them? And what am I supposed to say or do about that person? So I just feel like Jesus is sharing with us this place of an invitation of not only looking for those and seeing those who are not always seen, but I feel like he's also inviting us out to, to be seen, to come out of our shells, to come out of our head spaces. And I'll be honest, this is some an area I struggle in because it requires some trust. And it's pretty hard these days to trust people we don't know, especially if we're on social media all the time. <laughs> And that in and of itself is created to make us more divisive. You know, those, those platforms are not created to create trust. And they can often give the illusion that we feel seen, right? Because we get likes, we get notices, we get videos, we get people looking. So we feel like we're seen, but we're not really showing them who we truly are. We're not showing them our real Zacchaeus, our real selves. And if the church is not a space where we can start doing that, fam, I don't know, where is then? Right? If you can't authentically show up and be you here, I don't know where to tell you to go. Now, I, I firmly believe that in trusting that it doesn't require going out and putting your, your dirty laundry in the street, I'm not advocating that. <laughs> You don't need to run around telling everybody your business. That's not what I'm saying. But what I am saying is that we need to create space. We need to create a dinner table where we get to come together and we get to show up and show each other who we really are. I want you to close your eyes and I want you to receive a good meal from him. He is smiling on each and every one of us right now. He was so joyful that we were glad to be together and that we were seeing one another. And I just hear him saying to each and every one of you, you are a good, good son. You are a good, good daughter. You are so good because you're mine. You belong to me and I belong to you. Come climb down out of that tree and sit with me and enjoy this meal I have prepared for you. And I want you to just receive that meal right now. Receive that joy, receive that peace. You don't have to earn it. You don't have to work for it. You just get to exist in it. And that's enough. And that's enough. And for some of us, that's hard to receive. There's things in the way. There's a heaviness we carry, and maybe that is bound up in guilt or shame or whatever it may be. But I hear him saying, look at me, just look at me, and just enjoy being my child. 
And for those who are struggling to see that or struggling to feel that, I want to invite the prayer team up at this time and just ask you to come forward. And we're going to close our service and we're going to wrap up and let people go, but I just want to give you the chance that if this is a place you really just need to feel his presence and you're struggling to right now, that you can come up here and you can be seen and you don't have to carry that alone. So I'm gonna close this in prayer. Heavenly Father, you are so good to us. You are so good to us. And isn't it just like you to see somebody up in a tree and not keep walking? And Lord, would you give us those eyes? Would you give us your eyes to see those who are seeking you but it don't feel like they can get down out of that tree on their own, Lord. Would you just help us to see those people, to speak into life into those people, and to show them, Lord, how you see them, to give them life that you are giving to us. Let us be your vessels and pour through us onto the world around us, Lord. Let us speak unity and life and truth into one another. In the name of love, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, in your name we pray. Amen.